Well, here we are, week 18 of the regular season. Now, don't fret. I'll be back with you guys for the playoffs. But I do want to say thanks for hanging with me all year. It's been fun. We had a nice week last week. Let's close it out in a big way. And, hey, if there was any other week to watch something like this, it's this week. Even if you intend on, on fading all of my picks, just being able to come to one place to find the information you're looking for on a week where you have multiple teams, many teams that could sit their starters, you have a lot of teams that have incentives for individual players, playoff situation, seating still in flux with a lot of different teams. There's so much going on. So if nothing else, hope you guys had a great new year. Welcome to 2024. We close out this season with a bang, 16 games, two on Saturday, uh, and then 14 on Sunday with Sunday night football capped off with the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Buckle up. Buckle up. Try and soak up as much of this as you can. As you guys always know, I'm always going to try and give you all the information I can come up with. So you walk out of here at the end of the video going, all right, I think I'm set. I can make my own decisions, but as far as information goes, I think I'm set. So hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel and follow me at Lafayette underscore D. I've been spending all morning getting pertinent, relevant betting stuff out there on Twitter. L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. And last thing, remember, I'm recording this one on Tuesday. Lines will change a ton for week 18. Things are in flux. There's a lot of things in motion. Things will change. So Tuesday recording, week 18, Saturday, Sunday games, things will change. That's all you need to know. Let's make it happen. Oh, and one more thing, guys. I know, I promise. This is the last thing before we get into the games. I'm long-winded. I get it. Tell me to shut up. No problem. But you'll want to listen to this. If you're not on BetMGM yet and you're not with us over at Odd Shopper, Take a single second to start the new year off and say, you know what? I'm ready to become a legitimately profitable better. And I want to use tools that are going to put me in a position to win money, right? Day over day, week over week, month over month, grind out wins and make money using the plus EV market-based tools we have, using our premium discord, using our expert picks plays. I don't say that. In, I don't say that just, you know, on a whim. I say that because our tools are winning people a ton of money lately. And if you're saying, yeah, but I don't have a ton of money for a sub right now, that's fine. Sign up at BetMGM with the link in the description or in the chat, and you are getting two free months of everything we have. All of our plus EV tools, everything. All of the premium Discord, all of the expert picks, two free months in their entirety. If you hate it, you bounce at the end of the two months. It makes no difference, right? But the likelihood is you, you, you use the tools right and you go, damn, dude, I didn't know there was a way to bet like this and make money and do it consistently. So if you're not there, you bet BetMGM $10, put 10 bucks in, place a single $10 bet, win or lose, you'll hear from us, you'll get an email, you will get two free months of everything we have at, uh, over at Odd Shopper. Also, your first bet on MGM is insured up to 1,500 bucks. So even if it loses, you get all of it back in bonus bets. Two free months, guys, we'll see you over there. Say hi in the Discord as well. I'd love to have you join the community. Football season's almost over. But why not start getting good plus EV sharp bets in on every other sport you can think of? First up, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. I'll tell you this much, right? We had a really nice week last week, but two spots that I got uh, that I just read entirely wrong. One, Pittsburgh had a tough, that's been a team that, that's been a thorn in my side all year. Pittsburgh getting a win on the road against Seattle. And then, well, I guess we can get to the to one later. But but Miami. I mean, I thought that Miami would at least be able to uh to stand up and fight in that game. 
was not the case. They got absolutely annihilated in that one. So it is what it is. Anyway, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers this week going up against the Baltimore Ravens. What makes the biggest difference here? I can tell you. The Baltimore Ravens have already locked up the one seed. That's a pretty big deal when you consider the fact that John Harbaugh, while he hasn't stated yet whether or not he's going to play as starters, said that he wouldn't keep it a secret when he decides. The, the downside to sitting your starters in, in a game like this is you've locked up the one seed, you have a first round buy in the wild card round, and now you have a significant layoff going into that divisional round when you host whoever it is that gets out of the wild card. The upside, though, is that nobody gets hurt. And, you know, they've dealt with Lamar Jackson injuries. You know, Mark Andrews is, is out with an injury. They've had some pretty significant injuries this season. J.K. Dobbins went down for the year with a with a, with a season-ending knee injury or Achilles, whichever it was. That guy's banged up all the time. You get the point. So if I'm leaning one direction or the other, it is going to be that John Harbaugh sits as starters. Is there some incentives? Sure. Odell Beckham, if he gets five receptions, quarter million, two touchdowns, 500K. Seems unlikely for the latter. Maybe he gets the five receptions, but again, that'll be baked into the books. We already know that baked into the props. I should say the books will bake that into the props. I like the Steelers here. You know, usually we take the Steelers as a dog. Uh, Mike Tomlin is a dog, but they actually have, the Steelers actually have a lot of outs to make the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. I was surprised to see how many outs they had as far as getting into the postseason. It's not just like win and then 18 other things need to happen. The Steelers, and granted, they don't need to just win outright. This, to me, would be probably a better money line parlay piece. Use this as a piece of a money line. But if I'm taking the spread, minus three and a half, I would go Steelers. Would probably lean as like a money line piece where you can tie this into another favorite. Because I do think they win this game. And I don't think John Harbaugh is going to play as starters. And if that, in fact, is the case and we get word of that, the line's going to move more towards the Steelers. But if they win this game, there are multiple paths towards other teams losing. Buffalo, still possible. That AFC, where a potential wild card could get in. But if several of them, if one of them loses or a couple of them in, in any variation, then the Steelers get in. That's a spot to think about. So uh, they've got a ton to play for on the road against the Ravens team that literally has nothing left to play for in the regular season. You guys want to talk about a tough game. Let's talk Texans and Colts. 47 and a half point total. Colts are one point favorites here. What do you make of this? CJ Stroud comes back last week. They get a, a definitive easy win as it should have been, right? You're coming back. You, you've got to get that win against the Tennessee Titans. Will Levis and company, they just laid down. Maybe that won't happen this week. We'll talk about it. But now the Colts and the Texans, both of whom are looking to make the playoffs. Like if you pull up the NFL, the standings right now in the AFC, I'm not going to go through every single playoff situation with you guys, but I'll give you enough to know where, where everything stands. The Jags, Colts, and Texans are all sitting at nine and seven right? Jags, Colts, and Texans are all sitting at nine and seven. And the Jaguars this week play the Tennessee Titans. The Texans play the Colts. Must win game for both teams. So in a spot like this, do I go with the rookie quarterback who's been a sensation? Or do I go with a, both well-coached teams for what it's worth, but a well-coached Shane Steichen team at home with some real veteran presence as a one-point favorite? I think I got to go Colts here. Now, th again, this is just a tough game. It's it's a true coin flip. And you can see from the one-point spread, a true coin flip. And the Colts have been up and down. So have the, the, the Houston Texans. 
there's no there's no assurance one way or the other which version of these teams we're going to get this week. But in this spot at home to close out the year, it's hard for me to bet against the Colts. Give me Colts minus one. Not one of my favorite picks, but fortunately, we got 14 more games to talk about. All right, so the Bucks and the Panthers. Bucks are five-point favorites, 37.5-point total. By the way, from that last game, uh, as I've mentioned, the books will bake these, these, these player incentives in, but Devin Singletary needs 74 yards from scrimmage to get $125,000 uh, bonus. Dalton Schultz needs six receptions for 250K, 107 receiving yards for 250K. So do with that as you please. In this spot, Baker Mayfield has a ton of incentives and bonuses, but I'm not going to spend time there because he has so many. You know what the biggest incentive is, though? This team making the playoffs. If the Bucs win, they're in, okay? Bucks win, they get in, and they're five-point favorites against the Panthers. I think they smack them around, man. The Bucs are coming off a really bad loss. I mean, a really embarrassing loss, for that matter, against the Saints last week. What was it? 23-13, but that game wasn't as competitive as the 10-point difference in final score. They did not play well at all. Uh, and yeah, now they're on the road, but they're facing the Panthers. Could the Panthers look to play spoiler here? Yeah, I mean, I suppose. But it's a 2-14 and 14 Panthers team, and it's a Bucks team that should come into this game with every motivation to just lay down the law, okay? Win and get in against the 2-14 and 14 Panthers that have absolutely zero offensive presence. So that is the difference when it comes to these type of teams, right? We've bet on the Panthers as home dogs before this season. Actually, we hit two in a row, right? And it worked out well for us. We um, actively bet against the Panthers last week. It doesn't even matter if Trevor Lawrence plays or not. Actively bet against the Panthers on this video. They uh, they lost 26-0 to the Jacksonville Jaguars without Trevor Lawrence, okay? Season's done. It's over for them. You could argue it's a divisional game. They want to play spoiler, but I'm not taking the five here. We backed them as home dogs, but I'm not doing it here. Bucks minus five. And hell, this could be a low-scoring game. This could be like a 17-7 to game and the Bucks still cover because the Panthers simply cannot move the football. Now, remember I told you guys we were going to have – there are going to be some some wrinkles in this, in this slate of games this week, right? A lot of unknowns. Well, this is one of them. Detroit Lions at home, three-point favorites against the Vikings, 46-point total. This line has bounced around the top, all right? This has moved around a lot because originally you'd think Dan Campbell's not going to play as starters. Then Dan Campbell comes out and says he is going to play as starters. All right, so what do we do here? First off, you're dealing with, with a Lions team that, that got screwed last week. All right, now there, there may be some people that disagree with that, but for all intents and purposes, it seemed like they got they got bent over in that game against the Cowboys that they should have won. And in the, in the event that they did, now the Lions are cruising to the two seed. What a difference that makes, right? But now they've essentially locked up the three seed. The only way they can finish in the two seed is if the Cowboys is 13 and a half point favorites lose to the Commanders and if the Eagles end up losing to the to the Giants, which for what it's worth, very plausible. Why we have not been backing the Eagles as big favorites recently. And you can't. We'll get to that later. Anyway, uh, now, he's, now Dan Campbell says he's going to play as starters. On the other side, though, you're starting Jaron Hall last week, which is just wild. Like for a team that was still trying to make the playoffs, still is, right? I don't think they're officially eliminated. But come on. You know, he gets benched midway through, then Nick Mullins comes in. Feels like every game they're benching a quarterback to play another guy, and nobody is, you know, everyone's equally as bad. 
So, no, it's still a, a Vikings team that has nothing going for them at quarterback. Shout out to them, though, and shout out to Kevin O'Connell. Great coach. Like, they, they've done everything they have they could with so many injuries, just kind of battling turmoil throughout the season, and they still put themselves in a position to be playing competitive football in Week 18. But this is what I want to do with this, okay? I want to go Lions minus two and a half first half. I don't care if if the if the full total or the full line full game line is minus three, and the half is minus two and a half. Here's why, because the, the reason that's happening is because it's a very good possibility Dan Campbell doesn't play his starters in the second half. All right, and if that's the case, I don't want them to be up by a touchdown at halftime, and I lose the, I lose out on that because none of the starters play in the second half, and the Vikings go up against second string players and end up winning this game outright. So something I'd like to avoid. So if you're betting this game, to me, I think it's a first-half play. Lions inside a field goal, for what it's worth. It's not like they're three-and-a-half-point favorites in the first half. Minus two-and-a-half in the first half would be the spot that I look to with the unknowns and the uncertainty given how long Dan Campbell's going to play these starters. Jaguars and the Titans. All right, 39-and-a-half-point total. Jags, five-and-a-half-point favorites. You remember I told you guys uh, last week for I think it was Monday or Thursday night football. I said, please tell me if I'm an insane person in the comments. When I said we're going, we're going with the New York Jets anytime defensive touchdown, right? We got that. Look, 11 to one odds plus 1100. We'll take it all day long because that's not going to hit for us all the time, right? So tell me if I'm crazy. Most of you guys agreed with me there. It's pretty great, and we uh, we all made some money on that, and it was a fun day. That was on my single game video. Tell me if I'm crazy in the comments. And of course, as always, leave your favorite picks there down below. Titans plus five and a half. This feels like a true spoiler spot to me. Sure, the Titans are a bad football team. They got wiped off the map last week. They have nothing to play for. But Mike Vrabel's the type of guy that I still intend for him to come out there and get these guys ready. And let's not forget the week prior to last week where they got, you know, their doors blown off by the Houston Texans. The Jackson or the Tennessee Titans still almost Remember we talked about playing spoiler? They almost beat Seattle. Like, they should have beat Seattle. Seattle drove down the field and won that game on the final drive. But they they should have beat Seattle. So now you're talking about a spot where Trevor Lawrence is day-to-day. If he plays, the guy, he I think he's injured every bone in his body this season. Like, every bone in his body, every muscle. Add the concussion into the mix. Like, the guy can't catch a brick. He could catch a break, but not the type of, you know, not the proverbial break. It's been so bad. So even if he plays, we've seen him play. He's been clearly less than 100%. But him or C.J. Beathard, I'm not sure how much it matters. The Titans are a bad football team, whether it's Will Levis or, 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 or Ryan Tannehill. I get that. We'll see if Levis plays. But if I'm taking a side, five-and-a-half-point home dog, even without Jeffrey Simmons clogging up the middle of that line – I like them to keep this game close. I haven't seen enough out of the Jags. I don't even count last week. We like the Jags, but it was it was Carolina. I don't. I haven't seen enough to say. Oh yeah, I want them as five and a half point road favorites after they lost what like five of their last six, four of their last five. Yeah, they need to win this game to get in. They probably do, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than five and a half points. Also, if you're looking for anything else, DeAndre Hopkins, like probably the biggest incentives of any player going into this week. He needs seven receptions for a quarter mil, 49 receptions for another quarter mil, and two touchdowns for another quarter mil. So that's $750,000 in bonuses for DeAndre Hopkins going into this one. Browns and Bengals, 38 and a half point total. 
All right, so Bengals are five-point favorites against the Browns. Here's another spot, right? There are five teams that may rest starters. Baltimore, San Francisco, uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and another one that I can't remember. Oh, Detroit, but they said they're not going to. Uh, I'm sorry, not not the Bengals, but the Browns. So the Browns, Kevin Stefanski said he's not – sold on what he's going to do yet. But this team has been so banged up all year long, like all year long, right? And now you get to a spot where Amari Cooper missed last week coming off that record-breaking performance uh, against the Texans. You've got Joe Flacco in at quarterback. You lost Nick Chubb to the season. Their whole offensive line is banged up. They've lost defensive players. Grant Delpit was out. So what do I think happens? I think ultimately, knowing that they've already locked up the, uh, I think it's the five seed, right? Knowing that it's the five seed, knowing that they've already locked it up, and it doesn't matter if it's three or five, whether I'm right or wrong on that. They have a seed locked up. They have nothing else to play for. I think Stefanski does sit them, and I think the Bengals try and end the season on a high note here at home. That's my expectations. The Browns' defense already away from home has really struggled, and the Bengals run into a couple difficult matchups recently, right? Steelers' defense in Pittsburgh, uh, and then you've got uh, last week, Kansas City Chiefs in an absolute must-win spot for them. So, yeah, I like the Bengals here, laying five points at home, and I anticipate Kevin Stefanski not starting these guys. The line already suggests that would be the case. Falcons and the Saints. All right, Saints, three-and-a-half-point favorites, 41-and-a-half-point total. Am I crazy for not wanting to bet on Dennis Allen right now? I mean... If there was anybody that could find a way to screw something up, coming off a big divisional win in Week 17, it's Dennis Allen. And it also looks like Alvin Kamara is probably not going to play. We'll see. Like I said, I'm recording this on Tuesday. Falcons aren't a very good football team. We know that, guys. We understand that. Falcons have struggled all year. It's not to say that Arthur Smith is exactly the best coach either. And many people in Atlanta, I'm sure, won his head. But they came off a big win against Indy in Week 17. Then they lost 7-9 to to Carolina in that bad weather game. They've been all over the map this season as well. They beat the Saints earlier in the year at home, 24-15. to I think they make a game of this. I think the, you grab the three and a half. Instead of being like, oh, you know what? I need the Saints to win by more than a field goal. A team that, you know, Derek Carr as a favorite, Dennis Allen as a favorite in a big game. Does it not feel like a spot where the Saints just say, we're going to find a way to let you guys that bet on us down? It does to me. Falcons plus three and a half. Jets and Patriots, 31-point total. Disgusting. Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites. You know, of all the games we talked about so far, I like the Pats at minus two-and-a-half. And why is that? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because you've got a New York Jets team that, in the back of everyone's minds, they're like, let's just get through this season. We get Aaron Rodgers back and healthy next year. And now we've got we've got something, right? Yeah, maybe I'm providing a little narrative-driven context to this, but bear with me for a second. Okay. Yeah, we, we'll get through this game up there in 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 uh in in Gillette Stadium, whatever it is still, Gillette Stadium probably. And and we get out of the year. Just a horrible break for us. Rodgers going down on 9-11 at home. Week one, Thursday night football to kick off the season. Patriots, on the other hand, look to close this out strong. And they're coming off a pretty impressive fight against the Bills. They covered. We did like the Pats last week, so we'll take it. 
But at home, close out the season, is this Bill Belichick's last year coaching the New England Patriots? I, I think this is a rally spot, and we're getting him inside of a field goal at home to close out the year. Not to say that there's more to play for for the Patriots, because, right, neither team, both teams are eliminated from playoff contention. But if I'm getting two, laying two and a half inside a field goal at home against a Jets team that's got their minds on next year when Aaron Rodgers returns, that's a spot I'm definitely looking to bet. Patriots minus two and a half. And here we get to the Eagles and the Giants once again. Once again. Uh, yeah, I get that the Eagles went from double-digit favorites against the Giants. We'll lock that, we'll chalk that up as a win for us. Pat you guys selves on the backs. I know many of you were on the same page as me saying, how, how did the Eagles lay this many points? And then chalk up another one in the win column against the Cardinals. Shit, we should have bet the Cardinals' money line. I didn't have the balls to do that. But uh, Cardinals get the win outright in Lincoln Financial. Those boos raining down were insane. So, like, if I turn around and watch the games on this TV, I have speakers up here, right, from behind the TV. And it, like, you pumps the crowd noise in so I can hear the crowd noise. And it was it was insane. I actually had my father-in-law here. I cranked it up all the way. It's like sometimes when it's bad, you just need to soak this in and embrace how bad they are right now. Like, just let, allow your anger to seep through you in unison with the booze amongst Lincoln Financial Stadium, Lincoln Financial Field. That's how I felt. You know, I just said, more, please. And that's what happened. But now they're five and a half point favorites. Like, I'm not laying that many points on the Eagles. Devontae Smith's probably not going to play. He's got an ankle sprain. And the offense is so vanilla. Guys, all they needed to do was move the ball and keep it out of the Cardinals' hands at the end of the game. So what do they do on first and second and 20? They run back-to-back -back QB draws and then a screen pass to Kenneth Gainwell that went for three yards. Dude, it's the most dysfunctional 11-5 team you might ever see. So don't, don't bet this game if you see it differently or lay the points on the Eagles. Doesn't mean a thing to me, right? I'm just trying to help you out the best I can. And we've had our finger on the pulse of this team recently, right? At least when there have been big favorites. Well, five and a half point favorites on the road in East Rutherford. Another spot for the Giants to come in and say, you know what, we're going to play this one tight. And hey, I know Terod Taylor isn't great, but he's so much better than Tommy DeVito. Let's let's not kid ourselves. And I know that the Giants had some, some, some things go their way in the form of kick returns to keep that game competitive and have a real shot, by the way, to win that had it not been for the missed field goal at the end of that game against the Rams team that needed the win. Giants haven't laid down yet with Brian Dable. Give me Giants plus five and a half. Cowboys at the Commanders, 13 and a half point favorites, 44 point total. Uh, yeah, I'm going Commanders plus 13 and a half. Kind of wild, right? I mean, sure, but I don't know, man. Like last week, we laid the points on San Francisco as 14 point favorites, and I kind of had to sweat that one. They won 27-10. Commanders still stink. There's no denying that. But the Cowboys have been rudderless away from home. And also, okay, so you lose to the Bills. You get, you get, they, they mop the floor with you. You get crushed by the Bills in Orchard Park on the road. Then you lose to the Dolphins. You had a real shot to win that game. So it was competitive. And then against the Lions at home, I always tell you guys where I'm wrong. Obviously, you can just check the tape, but I was wrong here. I for sure thought the Cowboys would come out at home, you know, in, in like a, in a huge game and put up numbers. And they did it. They did it. 
it wasn't to say that the, the the Lions had nothing to play for. I'm not saying that at all. But like the the Cowboys were in a real spot to come out there and and and, and do some stuff, right? And they didn't. And they should have lost that game. Thankfully, the refs were on the side of that one. But 13 and a half points is still a lot of points. You might ask me, like, why did you lay it last week on the Niners? Well, the Niners are the Niners. The, the Cowboys have beat up on bad teams. There's no denying that. I won't take it away from them. They've done a very they've done an extraordinary job of that. Outside of losing on the road to the Cardinals, they've done a good job of beating up on bad teams. But 13 and a half points is a lot, right? Might not be 14 and a half, but 13 is still a key number. Washington closes out the season. It's over. Do they look to at least stay competitive in a divisional spot or not get the shit kicked out of them? Again, 13 and a half points as a home dog is a lot of points when you're facing a Cowboys team that has struggled to keep things together in any game recently and now is laying 13 and a half points away from Dallas. Bears and the Packers, 44-point total Packers, three-point favorites. Did you know Jordan Love gets a half a million dollars if the Packers make the playoffs? It's not actionable information, but it's interesting enough. I will say, though, I like the Bears at plus three. This will probably be a spot where most people completely disagree with me. And I get it. I get it, right? Like, the Bears don't have any playoff incentive here. The Packers absolutely do. And I'm not saying they can't win this game because they can. But I have no doubt that the, the, the Bears come out here and try and win this football game with all of their starters. And can we consider one thing for a second here? This is a free roll for them. It's an absolute free roll. Now, could their own draft pick suffer as a result of a win? Yeah, it could. It could. It would if they won. But you build real momentum that they've been building, that they've been building over the past few weeks. Justin Fields, guys, I, I hope you saw this. If you didn't, you need to go watch it. Jacob, you know where I'm going with this. One of the most elusive, incredible plays I've ever seen a quarterback make, right? From the Michael Vicks to the to the Jalen Hurts, the Josh Allens, the Randall Cunninghams. It's a lot of Eagles <laughs> rushing quarterbacks there. Um, to, to, to all of them, right? To the Lamar Jacksons, Justin Fields escaped what seemed like an inevitable 15-yard loss and picked up the first down. It was incredible, incredible. But they beat up on the Lions in week 14. They lost to Cleveland, but had Darnell Mooney not dropped that pass, they win that game. They beat up on Arizona. They smoked Atlanta. This they beat they beat Minnesota. They, they're playing good football right now, guys. They really are, and they're free rolling because they already have the number one overall pick in 2024 because Carolina made the worst trade of the century. So yeah, I think they come out here and they fight in a divisional spot. I absolutely do. I remember last year, the Packers needed a win to get into the playoffs against the Detroit Lions who had nothing to play for. That game was a Sunday night game, right? It was a Sunday night football game, I think. I'm almost positive that was a Sunday night game. And the Lions, I thought to myself, like with Dan Campbell, there's no way Dan Campbell lays down in this spot. There's just no way. And they beat him outright. Straight up beat him. Am I saying that happens this week? No, but I don't think they just come out here and cruise against the Bears. I don't think they lay down. They've got momentum going into the next season, and they already have the number one overall pick. As far as future building goes, I'm not sure there is a team better equipped and more set up than the Chicago Bears right now. So give me the Bears at plus three. If you get three and a half, that'd be beautiful. Rams and the Niners. Here's a little wrinkle. Puka Nakua needs 29 yards 
uh, for the rookie receiving yards record. 29 yards. Now, let's let's be fair here. It's a bullshit record. But that doesn't matter because you know what? The league changes and 15 years from now, we might look at this and go, well, maybe it's not bullshit because we've had 17 games for this song unless they add another one. But um, the, the rookie receiving yards record is held by Bill Gromit in 1960 when they had 14 games instead of 17. So take it for what it's worth. Do they try and get Pukunakua out there? Will it be baked into the prop? Sure. But it's something worth considering, especially if you're a DFS player. Um, you know, even so, they probably get them out right after 29. I think these props, these incentives and bonuses are more valuable for DFS than I think they are for betting. Because in the DFS space, it's not baked into anything outside of maybe ownership coming up. Check our Stochastic DFS channel out, by the way. Link to that in the description. You'll love it. I don't know what to do here. Sean McVay probably won't play as starters. He never does in meaningless games. The highest they can go is six. The lowest they can go is seven. And then Kyle Shanahan's locked up the one seed. What incentive does he have at this point? Not much at all, right? So the the the, the Rams are three and a half point dogs. I'll take the Rams outside of a field goal. It's that simple, right? Seriously, a good chance that neither of these guys play the starters. Christian McCaffrey's already ruled out. So if it's backups against backups and you guys have the metaphorical gun to my head saying, Lofty, make a fucking pick. I'll go with the Rams, plus three and a half here. Uh, but obviously not a game that we can we can confidently target right now. Chiefs and Chargers, 36-point total. How about this? Austin Eckler, $100,000 for 110 yards from scrimmage here. Yeah? Probably won't happen. This team stinks. Andy Reid said he doesn't know what he's going to do with the, this team. They're already locked into whatever seed they're at, three or five. I forget between them and the Browns. Is it the three, Jacob? Is it three for them and Browns five? I, yeah. At the top of my head, I'm almost positive that's it. Yeah, let me double okay. check. Actually, I got it right here. You're right. I t my dumbass tweeted it earlier today, and I still forgot. Um, so, Andy Reid, whatever Andy Reid says, just expect the opposite at this point. I've done enough preseason betting content to know that. But at the same time, over the years, whenever they've had this situation, Andy Reid has sat his starters. The issue that I'm having, if they, if they cruise to, to another amazing season, I go, yeah, guys, they're obviously going to sit the starters. But this is not the well-oiled Kansas City offense that we've seen in the past. Like, do they do they not want to try and figure some things out going into the postseason? It feels like it. Yeah, they host a home game, but it, only because they won in a bad division. It feels like things are not going well. So I'll take it, I'll take the liberty upon myself to say I wouldn't be surprised to see Andy Reid play these guys for the first and second quarter early in the game and then sit them in the second half. So give me Chiefs first half money line at minus 102. You're getting it close to even money. Chiefs first half money line. Let's not forget, the Chargers are already essentially playing backups at this point, right? Easton Stick, no Keenan Allen or Josh Palmer, I would imagine. They're just going to sit these guys. So give me Chiefs first half money line. Sprinkle on that. It's not a big play on Tuesday because we don't know. Maybe Andy Reid announces none of these guys play. But if we do, you're going to get amazing value on that. And here's the best part. Even if we don't, you're still got a fighter's chance up against Easton Stick and backup offensive players for the Chargers who have completely given up on the year. So it's not a lost cause, even if Andy Reid doesn't. But if he does play them, then you're looking at a wonderful bet. You're going to get great closing line value. Seahawks and Cardinals. All right, I'll make this one simple. By the way, Gino, $2 million if this team makes the playoffs. I'll make this one simple for you. Uh, Seahawks minus three. 
I think they come in here. I don't care if it's a divisional spot. I think they, I think they take care of business. Why? The, the, the Cardinals won their Super Bowl last week. Cardinals won the Super Bowl in week 17 against the Philadelphia Eagles. 12 and a half point road dogs. They beat them outright in Philly, a game that had legitimate playoff implications for the Eagles. The Eagles won that game and won this week. They have, they had the easiest path to victory, path of least resistance. Beat the Giants, beat the Cardinals, beat the Giants, clinch the two seed, get home field advantage. Now, now they're, now they're going to be the five seed unless they win and Dallas loses. That's crazy. Cardinals got their Super Bowl. Seahawks need this win to make the playoffs. I'm not convinced that the Cardinals are able to recreate magic for the second week in a row and play spoiler. I think the Super Bowl came last week. Give me Seahawks minus three. Broncos and the Raiders, 38-point total. Raiders are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Raiders minus two-and-a-half. Here's why. This is a team right now. Say say whatever you want about the Raiders, you know, all season long. it's It's been ugly and... You know, they got rid of of, of McDermott or, or Josh McDaniel. Antonio Pierce at least has these guys playing, right? Yeah, they lost last week. I get it. But they kept that game close. They covered. They lost, what, 23-20 against the Colts team, again, that had legitimate playoff implications. Broncos have nothing else to play for. They've been eliminated. Raiders closed the year out at home inside a field goal with Antonio Pierce. Look, here's the thing. I do believe in week 18 narratives kind of matter more than anything else. Do key teams give a shit? Do they care? Do they not care? Do they have something to play for? Do they have a coach to play for? They clearly love this guy. I mean, here, here's your opportunity for interim head coach Antonio Pierce to put another exclamation point on his resume after Josh McDaniels got fired. On the other side of this one, what does it matter? Jared Stidham isn't going to be the starter next year. Russell Wilson's gone. Sean Payton will still be there. Give me Raiders minus two and a half. It's a spot I like quite a bit here at home to close out the year. And now we wrap it up with the marquee game of the week. Bills and Dolphins. Dolphins, three-point dogs, 50 and a half point total here. All right, so, you know, I think a lot of people are going to look at this and go, you have to bet the Bills. The Dolphins have too many injuries, right? Jalen Waddle, I think two is fine. They pulled him late in that game. It was completely out of reach. They they got smoked last week. Uh, Bradley Chubb, that's a big one. Xavier Howard, a lot of injuries here. But this has all of the implications in the world, right? Because whoever wins this game wins the division. And whoever loses this game is now a wild card team. That's not great. I think they fall to sixth, right? Because if the Browns have five locked up, there's four divisions, and that's a wild card team. Whoever's in the AFC South would be wild card, or like the Steelers would have to be the seven seed. So yeah, you would fall all the way, I believe, to the six seed. Whoever loses this, that's a that's a precipitous drop. You're either winning your division and guaranteeing a first round playoff game at home. Or you lose it, and I think you would fall to six. If you look that up, Jacob, is it six? Uh, the Bills, if they lose, are in danger of missing the playoffs. Of missing it's the playoffs six. entirely. Yeah, yeah. If they lose, right. Miami Good would call. drop. Yeah, Miami would drop to six, but the Bills would be out. If the Steelers Good call. win. Good call. So, Steelers win, so yeah. Miami drops to six if the Bills win and they win the division. Bills are in jeopardy of not making the playoffs at all. Okay. Still, massive implications on both sides. I think this game comes down to the wire. I'm getting a three-point dog at home. 
despite the injuries, I like the Dolphins here. And can I just let me tell you guys why? I wouldn't feel this way if the Bills were steamrolling teams right now, but they're not. Josh Allen is still making bad decisions and throwing interceptions. They let the Patriots hang around last game. They let the Chargers hang around two weeks ago. They're not putting teams away. So if they're not putting teams away, do I want them as a three-point favorite on the road against the Miami team? As Jacob just told us, and shout out to Jacob for producing this show all year long and doing the great editing and putting all these graphics up for you guys. Um, Dolphins don't want to fall to six. Home playoff game or fall to six and be on the road the entire postseason, basically. That would suck. They got injuries, but I think at home, as long as you got guys like Tyree Kill, against, by the way, a Buffalo defense that has struggled all season long when it comes to injuries in the secondary and everywhere else. Give me the Dolphins plus three. I think they bounce back after a dismal week in Baltimore in week 17. Anyway, appreciate you guys. You've been the best all season long. Leave some comments again down below. Your favorite picks. Where are you targeting? Anything I missed for this week? Probably did with all of the wrinkles going into this slate. Uh, follow me at Lafayette underscore D on Twitter. And we'll see you back here for the postseason. Peace.